Welcome to Yes You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore, and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner, and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back. I am so happy to have you here with me once again. Let's just take a moment together to take a big breath in and a long exhale out. And to tune into the reality that right now we are on land, being held by this earth. And this land that we're on, wherever you are, has been through a lot, has seen a lot of change over the years. And right now, in this moment, this land where you are sitting or standing or that you're driving or walking on is holding you. And I, for one, just want to Take a moment to feel gratitude for that and to pay my deep respect to the custodians of this land who have cared for it over thousands of years. Where I am, it's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. You might know the traditional custodians of the land where you live or where you are right now, and if not, you might want to go look that up at some point. I want to let you know today about a crowdfunding project that's happening at the moment. There's an organisation called Naldoran who are on Jajawurrung country, which is outside of Melbourne towards Castlemaine. And it's an Aboriginal owned organisation and they have the opportunity to purchase a parcel of land in that area, which they are seeking to buy and they're looking for support to help them buy it so that they can use that land to support ongoing connection to country. And to they already provide educational programs and advocacy supporting Aboriginal children and young people and families and also educating the broader community. And they are seeking to, yeah, purchase this land to return it to its traditional owners, essentially, and to run these programs from that land. And so they're seeking to raise $150,000. Last time I checked, they are pretty close. And so I would really encourage you, if that's something that you would like to support, to have a look at naldarun.net.au. That is N-A-L-D-E-R-U-N.net. And on that land is one of the beautiful trees of cultural significance, a grandmother tree. And yeah, if you have a look on their website, you'll be able to to see a photo of that beautiful tree as well and, and learn more about this project. So in today's episode, I want to talk with you about something that makes a huge difference for our overall sense of well-being and our mental health. It's gratitude. 
Now, don't turn off (laughs) because you might be like, I've heard it all about gratitude, hashtag gratitude, I know. It's this thing, it goes right alongside hashtag blessed. But there is something in this beyond the hashtag. There's something really beneficial for us about the practice of gratitude and feeling grateful in our lives. And so I want to explore that a little bit today. I have been reading different variations of a story that is really significant in the Hindu tradition. This story is of the king of the gods, Indra, who was parading around on his elephant. And it says that he was puffed up with pride and a sage gave him a garland of flowers and Indra received the garland of flowers and it says being too puffed up, he threw the garland of flowers over his elephant's head and eventually the garland of flowers got trampled by the elephant and the sage who had given him this garland says, you know, that actually this garland held the essence of Shri, Shri being like auspiciousness and beauty and abundance. And that Indra, the king of the gods, had just thrown it over his elephant's head and ultimately it was trampled. The sage saw that as a great disrespect and as a result, everything beautiful, everything lovely, everything wonderful just evaporated from the land. So all of the flowers dried up, all of the grass turned brown, people stopped loving each other, everything that was wonderful and beautiful just vanished. And the story goes on and there's lots more to it. And it's always the case with these beautiful ancient stories or myths, there's layers for us to learn and to garner from the stories. And so you might want to go look it up yourself. If you look up through the Ramayana is one text that you'll find a variation of this story, or you could look up the uh, Bhagavata Purana. But today I just want to focus on one aspect, and it's really about the importance of recognizing what's lovely in our lives. And by lovely, I use lovely a lot as a word, you may or may not, but by lovely in this case, I just mean anything that feels good, anything that's pleasurable, anything that is sweet or nice, or that makes you smile, you get the idea. And in life, sometimes it can feel like there's not that much to love, not so much to appreciate, but Often it's just about us looking a little bit closer, taking a bit more time, perhaps slowing down to really tap into what is lovely in our lives. And just like in the story that I just recounted briefly for you, when the king failed to acknowledge and honour this gift of auspiciousness and beauty and loveliness in this garland, Everything that was beautiful and wonderful in the world just disappeared. And so I don't want to present this as a threat of like, if you're not grateful, then you're going to lose everything nice in your life. But I do think that it happens that if we don't practice recognizing the things that are good in our lives, it actually gets harder and harder to see what's good in our lives. Sometimes I think that gratitude is actually 
almost presented to us as though it's an obligation. I have voices of adults echoing in my mind from when I was a child. You should be grateful. You're meant to be grateful. And almost like a, it was a burden or an obligation. But I want to present it to you today that it's actually for your own good to cultivate gratitude. The more that we appreciate the more that seems to appear for us to appreciate. And ultimately, it just feels good to feel good, doesn't it? Like it feels good to feel grateful. So I want to offer you two steps, really, two things that you can have a go at. The first one is to look for the lovely. So to open your eyes to what is good and beautiful and inspiring, that which is awesome in the sense that it inspires awe in you, that which is pleasurable. Just try to open your eyes to it a little bit more. So notice things that come to you that are enjoyable or lovely, something that delights your senses, the smell of some beautiful food cooking or the sight of a sunset as you're driving home at the end of the day, rather than just kind of brushing past it, can you just pause for a moment to notice that it's there? I think that often this requires a little bit of slowing down so that we can actually pay attention to these little micro moments, which could otherwise just kind of go on by without us even recognizing them. So slow down a little bit so that you do notice how amazing that first sip of your coffee is in the day. Or when you get out of bed and you do a big yawn, a big stretch, just how lovely that feels in your body. Or just notice moments in life when your heart just swells. It literally could be watching TV and something just kind of catches you and makes your heart swell. Like To go with that. I actually had an experience like that last week. I was teaching yoga and I just had this moment where I was looking around the room, this class full of amazing women, and there were some new women in there who I'd never met before, but had just connected with right before the class. And then there were some other women in the class who I hadn't seen for a while. And I just had one of those moments where I looked around and it felt like my heart just grew bigger, like my love just expanding in my chest. And I noticed that there's almost a sense of just kind of like, whoa, you know, contain that, repress that, hold that in. Like it's not the time for that. You're teaching a yoga class, but I actually want to practice going with these moments. And so I consciously tapped into that and almost let it expand. I shared it even with the class. I said, I'm just having a moment of feeling this really like a sense of my heart, just really swelling and feeling a whole lot of love. And I'm just allowing that to kind of really move through me in this moment. So go with it. Whenever you feel those little moments, really pay attention to them, dwell with them just a little bit longer. I had another experience a few years ago, actually, I was walking near where I lived at the time and where I lived at the time was surrounded by a lot of concrete. And so I was just going on a walk from my house and it was alongside a train track on concrete footpaths surrounded by yeah, quite a lot of concrete, but there were some trees there. And as I was walking along, I'd, I'd chosen to walk with no music in my ears and just to walk slowly so that I could just be present and pay attention to what I was experiencing each moment. 
And at one point I looked up and I looked at the trees that I was walking past amidst all of the concrete, which wasn't really kind of bringing me to life. But I looked at this tree and I realized that the green of the leaves in the tree was my favorite color, green. I love the color green, but a particular shade of green. And I noticed that the leaves of this tree were that color. And as I walked along, I was like, oh my gosh, like so many trees are my favorite color green. And it transformed my experience of this walk. It was like life was just continuously offering up my favorite color for my own enjoyment. And I could easily have just walked on by and not even noticed that and possibly have felt a little bit frustrated as I often did in that time about the fact that I felt a bit like I lived in a concrete jungle. But simply noticing the green on the tree just changed my experience and allowed me to start to feel some gratitude and feeling that gratitude felt nice. And actually, I mean, how many trees I've walked past in my life? so many. And only at that point, I made that connection that it was my favorite color green. And since then, it's something I can tap into regularly as I go past a whole lot of trees. It's like, that's my favorite color. And I can just have a really simple enjoyment of that fact. You know, it's the old adage of stop and smell the roses. Like metaphorically, we just need to do that. And actually, literally, we need to do that. If you go for a walk and you walk past a garden and you see some roses, maybe it is about actually slowing down, stopping even, and just taking a moment to have a good sniff of a beautiful rose and just feeling how lovely that is, pausing and lingering with that. So it's about looking for the lovely. Sometimes I have to admit, it's actually really hard to find some loveliness. I was having a day like this yesterday where I was premenstrual and I was a bit agitated and just a little bit on edge. Abdo kept saying to me, you seem a bit on edge. I was like, I am a bit on edge. And you pointing out that I'm on edge is not really helping me get off edge. But I did just feel like I was kind of tending towards a bit grumpy, not really so tuned in to what was lovely around me. And I was aware of this happening within myself. And so I started trying to look for what was lovely. But to be honest, I struggled a little bit. And then I was like, okay, well, what if I actually just create a little bit of loveliness? And so here's what I tried. I literally just turned up the outer edges of my mouth. I just brought a little smile and initially it felt a little bit nice and then it felt a little bit silly and then I stayed with it and it actually did start to feel good. It was like a smile that I initiated just with a physical movement of my mouth actually started to change the way that I felt. So that just became for me one little thing that I could just focus on and stay with and tune into. Another thing that I did was I put some music on and a song that just made me feel good, a song that I could sing along to and had a bit of kind of lightheartedness to it, just shifted my mood in that moment. And it was something that I could tap into, feel into, and recognize as something lovely in my day, something nice. 
It's kind of like the whole Marie Kondo thing of like looking for something that sparks joy. And if we're honest, sometimes it is literally just a spark. It's not fireworks of joy. Sometimes it's just a spark. But I would say look for that little spark. On a side note about the <laughs> about Marie Kondo and her way of doing things, I went down that rabbit hole. Well, I went about halfway down that rabbit hole when her series came out on Netflix and I, you know, folded up everything into the beautiful ways and I looked at what sparks joy in my life with all my clothes and all my stuff. And well, not all my stuff. I did it for some of my stuff anyway, but I have got to tell you the joy that I got from uncondoing my undies drawer (laughs) many months later was amazing. So I had like followed her approach of like folding up all my undies and putting them in beautiful order and all of that. And I did quite enjoy that when I first did it. But after trying to maintain it fairly uh, kind of unsuccessfully, to be honest, for months and then feeling a bit like I was just failing at doing the Marie Kondo thing, I quite deliberately uncondoed my undies drawer and just moved them all around, messed them all up and felt such joy in that and now actually revel in it. Every time I open my undies drawer, I'm like, ha, I found my own way and it's not in neatly folded underwear, but it is just as satisfying for me. So, you know, always good to listen to other people's ideas of how to do things and what might be good for you, but you also need to work out what genuinely does feel good for you. And it might be different than what someone who has a book or is on Netflix or even someone like me you know, on a podcast telling you some idea of what we think. You've got to feel into it and see if it actually works for you. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> so that's it. Step one is to look for the lovely. Step two is to acknowledge it when you see it. So you can do this in different ways. One is to literally just point it out to yourself or to somebody else. Look at the beautiful sunset. Oh, this coffee tastes good. Oh, the sun feels so lovely on my skin. Whatever it is, just to actually acknowledge it rather than just letting the moment slip. Can you take that second to point it out to yourself or to someone else. Because I think in just in doing that, it brings attention to it and it potentially even just expands the feeling a little further. And that's what we want to do. We want to feel into it, let it grow. So stay with it for a moment. So if you find that you're walking along and I don't know, maybe you see a little kid playing and it just makes you smile rather than just getting rid of the smile quickly, what would it be like for you just to hold the smile on your face just a little bit longer? Or the same with tears. When tears come because you're moved, something's inspiring or something's beautiful and tears come to your eyes. You know, we have this shame around that. And we so often just kind of like, oh gosh, got to try and wrap that up and shut that down. What if you just go with it and feel it a little bit more? So rather than closing, contracting in that moment, can you expand and open? Another thing that you can do by way of acknowledging this loveliness that you see is to pass it on in some way. You know, many faiths and cultures have rituals of offering whereby they 
have received something or are grateful for something that they have received and will take some of that. So it might be like crops that have grown and to take some of that and to prepare it and to offer it as a gesture of appreciation for what they've received, of giving from what they have received. And that in itself is also a gesture of expectation or request or trust that they will continue to receive. And so by passing on some kindness, some loveliness, some generosity to somebody else, that in itself is almost like a message out there into life, just saying, I do receive lovely things. And so I can freely give lovely things. And those lovely things might literally be like a smile, or it might be a kind word, or it could be something physical. It could be giving something that you have or buying something for somebody. I remember years ago, I got a bonus payment at my work and I hadn't expected it. It came out of the blue. And so I wasn't budgeting for it. I wasn't counting on it in any way. And so it brought me really great joy to get in touch with a group of my friends and say, I have just received some money that I didn't expect. And I would love to share this with you by taking you all out for dinner. And so we went out and had just a lovely night. And, you know, from my friends, they were like, oh, that's very generous of you. But for me, it was like, well, this money has come to me that I didn't expect anyway. And so what better way for me to enjoy it than by passing it on and enjoying it with others. So find ways to do that, that feel like they work for you. Big and small ways, I think are good to look for. And another way of acknowledging the lovely in your life is to write it down. It's like that whole old idea of like count your blessings, like actually take a moment to sit down. Maybe you write in your journal, Maybe you have like one of those gratitude jars where you write down each day something that you're grateful for and you put it into a jar and you have a sense of that accumulating gratitude. It's really just another method of highlighting it for yourself so that it doesn't just go by unnoticed. So that's it. Look for the lovely in your life and acknowledge it when you see it. Maybe you could try one of these things couple of these things today. Find a way to look for something lovely in your life and a way to acknowledge it. I hope that you find that helpful and I am already looking forward to talking again with you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, anniecarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. And you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.